Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, a podcast with a taste of new albums and new artists. I'm your host, Stephanie Steele. Thanks for joining me. On this episode, we're listening to Delfio Marsalis, a trombonist who is a key player in the New Orleans jazz scene, as well as a stalwart educator. His latest release, Jazz Party, is an album that will definitely get you dancing. People need to know not only that it's going to be all right, but to really have a good time right now. And that's really the premise of Jazz Party, is this music is for everybody. We want people to have a good time. We don't feel that you have to have, you know, gone to music school in order to appreciate what we're playing. And that's a long-standing New Orleans tradition. If you listen at the musics of Louis Armstrong, or Sidney Bechet, Jelly Roll Martin, it's a long-standing tradition that New Orleanians, our music is celebratory and we want folks to have a good time. That certainly comes through on the album. Jazz Party has 11 tracks ranging from Delfio's original music to traditional New Orleans songs arranged specifically for the Uptown Jazz Orchestra, which he both created and directs. Some tunes, like Let Your Mind Be Free, Blackbird Special, and Caribbean Second Line, were arranged by the group during rehearsals. The brass band songs, it's a group effort. A guy might come in with a riff, and then we'll kind of we'll, uh, elaborate on that. So it's what we call in jazz a head chart. It's just something you learn by ear. None of the brass band charts are written up. Sometimes they make music up on the spot at one of their concerts. They'll ask an audience member to pick a key and a theme, and they'll create a brand new song right there on the stage. Raid on the Mingus House Party was one of these spontaneous creations. The great part of that song is that the group improvisation, like it's only in New Orleans that you can have a big band where, you know, we've got 12 horns, 12 or 13 horns. And at some point in that song, seven, there's seven or eight different things going on at one time. So some of the parts are being improvised and some are written. And that's like the great part of the New Orleans tradition, you know, because New Orleans is the original melting pot of the country. So we all know how to, how to fit in and work together. And why do you think that's so special to New Orleans specifically? When our country was forming, uh, there was a lot going on. New Orleans, when I say it was the original melting pot, because you had people from, you know, Germany and Spain and Italy Ireland and France and then of course once they brought the Africans over here I mean that changed everything so the African folks come in and then you have two generations well now they're African born but they're actual Americans and somehow you know throughout history the African descendants have been had a a tough time in the country but they really understood the idea of the country the idea of democracy and they put it together. So the music, which comes out of the African-American tradition, represents democracy at its finest. It represents the idea that everyone has an individual opportunity to work together for the better of the whole, for the entire country. So to me, that's really one of the special aspects of jazz. And New Orleans is really one of the most original, and still it's now probably the most original city in the country. You know, it's a, it's a thing that's hard to explain. Like, we can disagree a lot of times, but it doesn't interfere with 
you know, when, it, when it's time for the community to get together, we get together. Whatever color, black, white, you know, in whatever, where you, wherever you're from, if you're in New Orleans, you understand. And I think that that goes back to that African sense of community. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of something that's in, important in African cultures, is community and being able to work together. That explains the collaboration and democracy he mentioned a few minutes ago when he was talking about the song Raid on the Mingus House Party. We dove a little bit farther into the inspiration for this song. Just to give you a little background, Charles Mingus was a bassist in the 60s whose music made a deliberate statement about the civil rights movement during his day. Charles Mingus was not only a great bassist, but his music really captured kind of the discord and the friction of aspects of America. You know, Charles Mingus just, he would hit you where you didn't want to be hit. He would, you know, maybe you see something that you almost don't want to acknowledge. If it's an abandoned set of buildings, or maybe it's people who are homeless, or maybe it has something to do with race relations. And Mingus would just hit you with that. We wanted to pay, pay homage to Mingus. And also the idea of kind of the cacophony of information that we're bombarded with through the internet and on the news. It's like always more information than you can handle. So that's the point of the song was to have you know, we've got nine or ten different voices playing different things at one time, but to somehow make sense of it so that it, resol- it resolves. The struggles of Charles Mingus resonate with the civil unrest in our day. That's been going on forever in this country. And... So, you know, we have our version of what it is today. Our country has a history of violence and reacting to situations with violence. And we find that it has been the African people who have not only dealt with nonviolence most of the time, but have had to find a way to diffuse situations. So that's what we find today is it's a continuation of the struggle for civil rights for all people that's been going on for, you know, hundreds of years since our country was formed. Uh, so to answer directly to your question, yeah, there are things going on, but for me, it's a continuum of things that I saw in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s. Uh, but I'm excited to see that there are more young people getting involved. And I think that it's important for them to stay involved. Delfio felt some of the same struggles when he was young. No, I grew up not long after the civil rights movement. And our mother had a vision for us. Uh, she herself was a feminist, a feminist, and she had six boys. So that's how that worked out. But it was important for her, uh, as well as my dad, that we had access to information and that we were given opportunities. Uh, and for the generations before us, they would always say there was not many opportunities for social advancement for people of color. In fact, the old adage was, if the job requires a master's degree, get two masters. Then after that, get a PhD. And even though they won't hire you for the job, at least you'll have the information. So there was kind of a a tongue-in-cheek, I guess, way of looking at race relations in the country. And so that was the big thing for my mother was that we always had perfect attendance in school, that we were attentive to our homework, 
And the music came in later, and that discipline, I would say, helped us all once we decided to pursue music. Uh, but it's the idea of, of, you know, kind of the preparation that's required. Mm-hmm. She wanted you to, you weren't going to miss out on any opportunities because you weren't prepared for them. She was going to have you in tip-top shape for anything. That was exactly it. And, you know, we were in the Boy Scouts and we played athletics. And she wanted us to have as well-rounded of an education as possible. And we were forced to go to these integrated schools, which was, you know, it's a trip. So you're talking early 70s and we're, you know, maybe one of three or four blacks, black students in the class. So there's that that was going on. But, I, you know, she felt that that would prepare us for whatever the situation was. So we live, you know, in our neighborhood, if we want to talk about it in, you know, kind of those racial terms, we were in a black neighborhood. So we had individuals that we knew uh, in that respect. And then we went to the school that was predominantly white school. So there was a, a different type of a situation. So it's all about the negotiation of it. So I'd say, you know, my mother's plan was that we would be able to negotiate whatever situation we found ourselves in. He found hope in the lives of legendary New Orleans jazz musicians. I look at Louis Armstrong and I see what made Louis Armstrong really great beyond the musicianship and beyond the excellence in that respect is that he had to look the lion directly in the mouth, the lion of hatred and bigotry. And he always said to the lion, you're not going to get me. And he never allowed that lion to get him. He was able to address whatever the situation was with a certain type of pride and dignity. And some people thought that, you know, he should have had a, a tougher veneer or he should have taken a stronger stance. But he understood what was required at the time. And that's what we, we find today, the, the uh, protest and what's happening. Louis Armstrong played a big part in establishing peaceful resolution and understanding for people. And you can go back through that tradition and, you know, that's what we, we need today, I think, is someone like Louis Armstrong who he just can assure people, man, everything is going to be cool. We know what's right. We just have to do what's right. That's what the album Jazz Party is all about. People need to know not only that it's going to be all right, but to really have a good time right now. And jazz always becomes what the country needs it to be. And at, during the 60s, it was a volatile time in the country. And a lot of the music, it, it kind of, you can hear that, that sound of the friction. And, uh, but we, while we still have conflict today, it's different. To me, it's, we, we're able to look more from the outside in. So we can look at the civil rights movement and what occurred then. And we can look at, you know, the civil war at a distance, but it's still close enough that we can relate that to what we're going through today. So for me, the music that we're playing now and that we're going to play in the future, it touches upon that, but the overriding theme is going to be, man, everything is going to be cool, y'all. Let's get together and have a good time while we're here. We've been listening to an interview with Delfio Marsalis and excerpts from his album, Jazz Party. 
you like what you heard, check out the rest of the album on any major streaming platform. And if you really like it, consider supporting his music by buying Jazz Party from Amazon Music, iTunes, or his website, dmarsalis.com. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz.